Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new Ralph Report on this Wednesday, February 17th, year 2021. So happy to be with you today. Special day today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I know it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow, it's just about to get you in a lot I'm of hope trouble. She, I hope she's listening. I hope she is too. <laughs> if she is, happy birthday to Mrs. Pence, the Mrs. Rear Admiral, Eddie's wife, Tracy, celebrating yes. a birthday today. So we want to give her a special shout out right at the top of the show yes. because uh, she she's family. She deserves it more than she anyone in does. the world. She does. She puts up with... with Holy God. Holy God. Every day. <laughs> every day. Morning, noon, and night. All the time. I'm, I'm the last thing she sees at night and the oh, first thing she sees in the morning. She has to hear <laughs> and everything else that comes out of his mouth and other orifices as is. Come. She's oh, got to put up with all of No, that's it. all retrograde now. She oh, doesn't have to do it anymore. That's right. You got the ghost loads now, so <laughs> you're good. But I wanted to kick the show off wishing Tracy a very happy birthday. Uh, as far as the rest of the shows, that's not <laughs> language that I wanted to use out of my mouth. As far as the rest of the show is concerned... We got a hell of a show for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, it's always a pleasure when Steve Ashton stops by. Wow. Our UK correspondent will be on hand with the UK update. It is Wednesday, which, of course, around here means one hit wonder Wednesday. Good one today. I forgot about this song. Oh, really? I loved this song back in the day. What's the day? The 1990s okay. we're going back right. to. So uh, we'll we'll touch base on that one as well. More entertainment news, more of your phone calls, all kinds of good stuff. You're going to say at the end of this show, wow, it's only Wednesday? They really shot their load. How are they going to get through to Friday with all that terrific goodness they just dumped on us on a Wednesday? I don't know. I don't know. We'll do it. We'll do it. Of course we'll do it. Look at us. Look <laughs> We're at the, unstoppable. Look at the studs that we are. You're going to say, those guys are studs. Stock guarantee. Guarantee you mm. will. Um, so let's get the introductions out of the way. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral. Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Hubby. That's what Tracy calls <laughs> She's him. She's never called me Hubby. Hi, ever. Hubby. We don't even call each other Honey. You don't have any pet names for each we other? We don't. We actually don't. What a weak-ass couple you two are. <laughs> we don't have any of that shit. That's the whole point I of being in a relationship. You don't have cute I've, nicknames I've, for each other. I've never liked it, and she's never really cared for it either. Snooky Bear. No, no Cookie honeys, Pants. Snooky Butt. Billy Bubby. Hubby Dubby. Snuggy Wuggy. <laughs> Fuggy do. Cantaloupe Vag. <laughs> Nothing like that. Fuck, buddy. Wow, just... <laughs> hello, Tracy. Well, hello, Edwin. <laughs> It's a pleasure to see you again. Well, Please. She calls me Ed. Sit down at the at the family table and we shall enjoy a meal together with our son. <laughs> Colton, you know him. We shall retire for the evening. My God, you bunch of robots. <laughs> anyway, it's Eddie Pence. Hey everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, ho, Eddie. No baby, no, no honey, no, no deer, nothing. Just our names. Or hey, you. You're a weird bunch over there in the Pence household. Just, hey, how's your shin? A lot of people asking about it, your shin. It's still sore because I, you know, I wear jeans all the time. I know, yeah. And you, jeans you, are abrasive. Because they're so relaxing. Eddie relaxes around the house in jeans because <laughs> what could be more comfortable than a nice pair of burlap jeans running on, rubbing down your skin? I never like to be too relaxed. Yeah, of course you don't. But yeah, so it does, it's been rubbing on your shin. It does rub on there because I haven't put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. I took the Band-Aid off. So get air, so air gets to it. Heals quicker that way, right? Thank God. That's what my dad says. I think that's probably true, but, but still... So it's rubbing. So it stings every once in a while. All right. Well, that's okay. You're kind of falling apart for a I, relatively young man. <laughs> really am. Between your prostate and your shin and your it's been back a rough, and your no sleep. You're, it's been a rough 2021. You're not going to make it. Yeah, I had an anxiety dream last night. It's it's bad. What was your anxiety dream? I had some dream where we were putting together like a sketch comedy show. You and I were? Was well, I in your anxiety you dream? You weren't. No, you weren't. No. I was putting together a sketch comedy oh, show. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And I, it was a bunch of faceless people. You couldn't afford me. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> You wouldn't even do it for a favor? No. Oh, man. Kidding me? Come on. Daddy's got to earn. That's my nickname for myself. Daddy's got to earn. Daddy. Not daddy's got to earn. That's a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Nickname. Daddy. Daddy. I'm daddy. So I just had a a bunch of faceless people in my sketch comedy group, and I brought them all together. We had a big industry showcase, and we had sold it out. Oh, boy. You want to make a good impression with all those big wigs in show business. Exactly. And it was going to be great because it was all material I'd done before. I knew it was going to be good. Sounds sounds like a dream. I can't, I can't imagine where the anxiety comes well, in. Well, door opens. They're letting everybody in the room. And, you know, they're seating everybody. Right. Curtain calls it in three in 30 minutes, I think. Okay. And then no one in the sketch comedy group that I'd worked with before knew any of the sketches. Oh, Jesus. And we didn't have any copies of the sketches. So I was literally trying to tell everyone what the sketches were and then do a rundown with callbacks in the sketch. It was a nightmare. And and they kept, didn't have the scripts or nothing. anything. They had no clue. And yeah. I'm like, why did I hire you people? This is the classic performer's nightmare. Oh, it was awful. And I kept waking up in a panic, and then I'd go back to sleep, and I'd go right back into the same anxiety dream. Maybe your first mistake was bringing a bunch of faceless people into your show, because <laughs> if, they, if they don't have faces, how can you expect them to perform? <laughs> they can't even talk. <laughs> it's a completely silent sketch comedy <laughs> it's a, show. It's a weird Twilight Zone episode. Very weird. Well, so. see, something's plaguing you. Something's on your mind. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what it is. It's just, I, I think, well, it's because we went to bed last night. Tracy's like, I really want to buy a house soon. Oh, <laughs> well. Like, Thank you. That'll do Appreciate it. Appreciate that. That'll do it. The guy who lost his radio job. Take that. Thank you. For the anvil on my chest at midnight. <sighs> well. So, but happy birthday. Maybe Love if you, you had a nickname for her, maybe she wouldn't punish I'll you start, so before bed. I'll start calling her honey. Yeah. Or Snookums. That'll help. Why don't you buy her a house? That would be a great birthday that present. That would be. And then it would get immediately foreclosed on nah, next month. Nah, you'd, you'd manage somehow. We have, en- we have enough money for like eight months of mortgage. Get we'll her a done. house. Mm, okay. Come on. Have a heart. I can't. I don't have any money. You fiend. She's closing deals left and right. Yeah. She's going to get herself somebody who's not falling apart. I think she's stashing away for somebody else. <laughs> she's ready to upgrade. <laughs> Bad back, bad prostate, yeah. bad shins. I'm turning into my Mustang that's in the garage. <laughs> that's right. You're going to be up on blocks soon. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, try to hold it together I'm for trying. at least the next hour and change. I'm as, here for you. As we get through the show, at least. Uh, before we get into the show, by the way, let's check in with Ziggy. Let's see if we'll get lucky with Ziggy. Oh, okay. This, uh, That'll help. On this day. Ziggy, as you know, worst comic strip ever. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, has never been funny firmly believe if we check in often enough maybe we'll accidentally run across some humor in this strip so let's take a look at yesterday's ziggy all right 
let me paint the picture for you. Ziggy's sitting there, uh, pantless. Of course. Watching TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, his parrot's got the heavy lifting in this uh, scene. Why, what's with the bird episode? Ziggy hasn't spoken in weeks, as far as <laughs> it's we know. It's all this fucking bird, man. So Ziggy's watching the television, and there's a little sound bubble coming out of the TV showing, showing us what he's, uh-huh. uh, he's, he's, he's watching. He's thinking. Or- Are you familiar with the show called The Curse of Oak Island? No, I'm not. This is a reality show, and I'm only just vaguely familiar with it, but uh, it's been on the, the air for quite some time, and it's a reality show about a group of scientists and explorers who are on this island off of the coast of Nova Scotia, hmm. and apparently it is the site of uh, many a shipwreck or something, and so okay. they're trying to find uh, artifacts and treasure on this island. Okay. And to the best of my knowledge, they have not found Such it. Such as a treasure hunting anything, show. Basically, okay. yeah. Um, so that's what Ziggy's watching, okay? okay? And so out of the TV, we, we hear this. This week on The Treasure of Oak Island, the team finds another rusty nail. Because they go about with uh, metal detectors. Right, and that's what you normally find, bottle caps and rusty yeah. nails. And so the parrot yes. sitting behind Ziggy says, How many years have you been watching this? <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's not even a. It's not even a joke. Joke. There's no. There's it, no punchline. Yeah, it's been on uh, several seasons, and so I'm guessing Ziggy's been watching that. And I guess because the team just found a rusty nail, it's kind of anticlimactic. But right, I just I don't really. That guy. Fuck's sake. Fuck. He probably owns a house. The guy that. Oh right, yeah, right, he's he, got, he's yeah. bought his. He bought a fucking. He's house. got multiple wives and multiple houses. Fuck that guy. Because he comes up with... Uh, he doesn't have anxiety dreams. No, he doesn't. Because he's got oh. nothing to worry about. Obviously, he doesn't care about the strip. So why would he... he why he would he have no answer? effort into his comics? He's like, I'm just going to... I'm going to write some fucking thing about a show. I'm not even <laughs> going to make up the show. I'm going to use an actual show. And I'm going to have the parrot say, you're watching it. And then I'll be done for the day. God damn it. And he'll just knock it out. Fuck everything. So there you go. That's yesterday's Thanks. Ziggy. So far, still... Uh, <laughs> Still coming up dry with, oh, the, with the humor. Oh, for infinity. Oh, for infinity on Ziggy. Ziggy's terrible. And last week, while we were talking about Ziggy, I mentioned we got to get somebody to draw something funny for Ziggy. We got to take Ziggy back and try to inject some humor <laughs> into Ziggy. Somehow, some way, let's get dirty and funny with Ziggy. Yeah, and dirty I said, Ziggies. We need somebody who can who can uh, work that up as an artist or something. And I was assuming it would come from the Garmy because that's where all the talent is Usually, with this yes. particular program. It doesn't lie here in the Batcave. It lies out there <laughs> or to all the people who are listening to the show. Turns out I was wrong because what comes across my transom, as they say in the uh, in the business, but a uh, several really funny expertly rendered Ziggy cartoons. Hmm. And guess who they came from? Who knew? (laughs) And I know you say from time to time, yeah, I like to draw. It's something I do just for fun. But I didn't know you had that kind of talent. I dabble. It's it's what I do to get my mind off things. Yours are really look. They really look like Ziggy. Oh, thanks. I think that's a compliment, right? No, it's a shittily drawn. As <laughs> as poorly as it is written, it's, it's a, equally as shittily drawn. It's not a difficult comic to draw. No, it's not like I'm asking you to do Bloom County or Doonesbury <laughs> or something. 
but they're really good. So I'm going to be posting these from time to time. Today will be the first day I'll send one out via Patreon. You can click on it and take a look. And I'll probably tweet it as well because my goal, as you know, is to irritate the owners of Ziggy enough that I get a cease and desist at These some should irritate Oh, him, yes. I would imagine. Just from the two I've seen so far, these are going to be actionable. <laughs> I will be hearing from someone's lawyer. And frankly, I need the press, so it doesn't scare me. I got nothing so, for them to take. Really. I, I hope it brings the attention we deserve. I hope so, too. So uh, look for that today uh, via Patreon. The first of what I'm hoping is many. Oh, I have thousands lined up in my head. Dirty Ziggy cartoons <laughs> that the the rear admiral will be uh, will be drawing for us. I was very excited, though. Eddie Pence coming through in a pinch. You know, I I want to give back a little. You and Steve put so much work into the show, and I just sort of show up and act like a moron. Yeah, well, so, that's a gift, too. It's don't, a gift, but I want to put some extra overtime please in. Please don't ever undersell <laughs> the power of you being you. That is, that's the gift that keeps okay. on giving. All right. Okay? Well, I just so. feel bad sometimes. I see the, the work you guys both put in, and I'm like, I should do something. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, <laughs> I think folks are really going to enjoy it. Uh, look at, Check your mailbox uh, sometime today for the uh, latest Ziggy cartoon. All right, let's turn our attention to, once again, the folks who usually provide us with all the entertainment on the show. You, the beloved members of the Garmy. So many ways you can reach out to us if you want to share some of your talents with us. You can send me an email, ralph at theralphreport.com. Eddie at that same email address, Steve as well. Or you can find us on social media. Or many folks choose to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available for your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, hell, anything you want to talk about, just got to dial up the number, one 833 Yeah, I love listening to your phone calls. I hear them all. And then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls First up is Todd. Todd's calling about what I think is the most exciting of all the battles of the gods so far in the tournament of the gods. Mm -hmm. As always, if you want to look at the uh, the past matchups as well as the current one, you can go to tournamentofthegods.com, a website that was so generously put together. Uh, by our Garmy member Dave there in Winnipeg, Canada. He has done a great job with it. He updates it every week. So you can go there and see all the uh, prior matchups and nice. the current one as well, which uh, this week, of course, is Apollo up against Eddie Pence. Schnockelpookles. Schnockelstein. Snurpit target. They're good. You're not even starting with the right sound. Lalbu snocket. Now you're just sibit. You're just making noises. Civet cake. It's not civet cake. I'll tell you that much. What the fuck is it? I don't know. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Not quaggle. Quagget. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. TL at the end. Quetzalcoatl. Anyway, people are on fire with Quetzalcoatl. They just, there's a lot of support for him. I got to say, in my opinion, he seems to be the uh, the front runner. I voted for Apollo. For the entire, well, of course you did. I can't fucking say that dude's could, name. Because you think it's uh, Zip It Cake. Zabakudu. Um, a lot of people are very excited about this. Certainly the uh, the uh, the leading 
candidate, I think, for the to take the whole thing, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think people are super. I haven't seen this kind of excitement for a god during the whole competition. It may or may not have anything to do with how you pronounce it. Uh, Todd called in. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Steve. What's up? Joint Chief ZZ Todd here. Um, I'm really disappointed in you, Eddie. With all of your conspiracy theories, you don't know Quetzalcoatl. Have you never watched Ancient Aliens? He's responsible. He's the ancient astronaut that brought humans back to the planet. Come on, dude. You're, you're, you know what? You're out of the conspiracy club. Get out. Oh, no. Boy. We talked about the uh, Mayan and Aztec right. civilizations disappearing. You were the guy who talked about the spaceship. Right. I didn't know it was Quetzalcoatl. Well, Todd Quattle? apparently says Quetzalcoatl is, is the ancient astronaut. Is that the guy that's pictured in the what they think is an early spaceship? He's like in the little cockpit, but he doesn't look like a snake. Look, I don't know anything about <sighs> your insanity. I just know... I watched a lot of Ancient Aliens, but I don't remember that episode. And that they say that's why he's drawn looking so amphibious is because right. he, they, you know, that was passed down through the generations of this amphibian-like creature that was right. responsible well, for the birth of mankind. Right, and that's why they live underground in L.A. right now, the lizard people. <sighs> or... <laughs> There's another story about Quetzalcoatl. If Quetzalcoatl. You if you believe the Aztec myths uh -huh. about how he invented mankind, how he rejuvenated the species. Hey, Ralph. Uh, hi, Eddie. Uh, love you guys. Um, listening to the Ralph Report and hearing the nomination for Quetzalcoatl. I love Quetzalcoatl, and I think you would find this interesting that when rescued the ancestors or went into the cave to bring out the bones of his ancestors to mm -hmm. create humanity, right. he had to perform bloodletting through his penis to complete the ritual. Ah. Oh. Yeah. LMB. Well, oh, there you go. Fuck. Either way, either he's an ancient spa spaceman, right. or he gave blood out of his penis for us. Dude. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He really did. I can't think of anyone I would bleed out of my penis for. And I'm a guy who's bled out of his penis. I've been there. I've done that. I passed a kidney stone so big that it ripped up the inside oh, of my urethra. I know. You showed me a That's, picture. I showed you my you penis was inside out oh, at one point. God, it was awful. So bad. So awful and tragic. My urethra swelled to the point that it was coming out the tip of my penis. So <laughs> and it's like someone poked a hole in a hot dog casing and started squeezing. <laughs> It's so fucking gross. You know what? If it wasn't totally inappropriate, I would absolutely post that picture for people to see because it is a fascinating oh. piece of medical oddity right oh, there. Maybe that. Ziggy will pass a kidney stone <laughs> <laughs> in, in a dirty Ziggy someday. And when I passed it, I actually bled out of my penis. Oh, God. And I wouldn't do that to, to bring back the ancient ones from no. their bones in the cave. I wouldn't do that to save people. Fuck no, that. screw that. So either way. Quetzalcoatl is getting a lot of heat in this competition. That's all so. I'm saying. He deserves it. Uh, who does? Who deserves it? Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> Sabogudu. Sabogudu. Also yesterday. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I don't fucking know how to say his name. Also yesterday we were talking about uh, Tim Tams, the delicious treat from Down Under. Yes. Uh, the beloved biscuit, as they call it yes. in the UK and then Australia, that uh, people enjoy. And Eddie claimed... Oh, you're supposed to drink it at like a straw or some yes. kind of madness. And I called bullshit on his insanity. Turns out, who knew? Eddie was right. 
Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve. This is Carrie Cullen from Colorado, four-star general. Just wanted to call, and I'm actually in a little bit of physical pain right now. Why? Because I'm coming to Eddie's defense. Mm. He's right. What? He's totally right. There is a thing called the Tim Tam Slam. You cu- You bite off the opposing corners on these little rectangular biscuits, and then you can suck your coffee or your hot chocolate through it, and it liquefies the inside of the cookie, and it's fucking amazing. You've got to do it for Munch and Monday. Well, you don't have to. It's your show, Ralph. You are the benevolent leader. <laughs> Thank you. But I highly recommend it because it's delicious. Have a wonderful day. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Eddie is and we heard from Kim from yes. Australia. She sent me some. Who was the one who sent you those. Yes. And she said that she had instructions in there she, for the Tim Tam Slam. detailed instructions. And did you actually follow the instructions? Yes. Okay. What did you drink <laughs> it through very, it? Uh, hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. I actually have a Tim Tam left over. I can bring it in if you want to do it. What are we going to do? Share a fucking Tim Tam? <laughs> They're big. It's kind of big. But you have to bite off the different pieces, well, well, then you I'll... suck on it like a straw. I'm not going to go sloppy seconds after you sucked <laughs> on a Tim Tam. <laughs> Why not? That sounds like a dirty thing they do in Australia. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, no. So I'm, su- no. I'm sucking on my no. mate's Tim Tam, and suddenly Stop. I, I got... No. I got a didgeridoo in my mouth. Stop doing the Australian accent. Spot on, by the way. It's a spot on accent. Maybe I, I apparently I've heard that you can get them at uh, Cost Plus World Market. Oh, probably. Yeah, that would make sense. So I'll get a box of Tim Tams, and then we can do it as a bunch of money because that would be something that I've never experienced. And I'll bring the directions that Kim sent me, and we can do it by okay. the book. We'll do the Tim Tam Slam on a future uh, Munchin yes. Monday. That's what we'll do to pay tribute to our uh, our down under listeners, of which we have many Australian yes. listeners. She sent me a big box of Australian candy. It was awesome. Okay, she didn't send me shit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can bring you some. Yeah, right? I don't want your fucking handouts. I have some left over. I don't want your cast offs. We have this. Uh, I have my pride. There's this like peach chocolate covered candy you can have. Oh, I bet it's fucking awful. Bet, oh God, I bet that was your favorite. The fucking abomination. <laughs> I'm sure it's wonderful. No, but this fucking took a peach into the fucking Superman chamber and dumped him in and plugged, put Zod's blood on top of it and created a fucking abomination of fucking doomsday gob that you fucking put in your mouth and you just fucking want to throw up. You're like, why would you make this on purpose? Sorry. You sound like a mental case. <laughs> I like just a hated guy it. in a corner rocking back and forth <laughs> just, talking to himself. I hated it so much. Sounds awesome. I think I would like oh, that. Fuck, you can have them. Uh, Eddie's not uh, making everybody happy. I'll tell you that much. Yesterday, we were talking about the band Duran Duran. Yeah. And uh, their, uh, their female groupies, their followers, are known as Durannies, yes. apparently. Yes, yes. And Eddie seemed to think because the Durannies were fans back in the 80s of Duran Duran, and uh, we assume have aged along with the band, that they're no longer sexual beings, apparently. That was Eddie's take. <laughs> I said they were let's, sexual. Let's take the Wayback Machine oh. to yesterday's show and listen to a little bit of that conversation. Are you a Durani? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the, the, the women that follow them around. That's really the nickname for yeah, their fan base? Durannies. The Durannies? Yes. That's awful. <laughs> I know, but they're fucking, it's a, it's a really sexual group of women that follow them around, yeah. It's very sexual. 
What are, what are you talking about? What does <laughs> that even I've mean? I've researched it. I don't know why. I just, what does that mean? I went down it's the a deep very duck. sexual they group of women. They are very into doing Duran Duran. Well, Eddie Groupies, that's what groupies that's do. Why, that's how they got Durannies. Groupies, Durannies. Yeah, but you sound surprised that women who are huge fans of a band want to have sex with the yeah, members of the band. It's women for that generation. They're much older. So you're like, okay, well, you'd probably stop doing that at oh, some point. Oh, boy. Nah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Eddie seems to think that women of a certain generation stop having sex, apparently. No, with going around being groupies for bands. They don't have desires? They don't yeah, have? They don't lust after bands? At that point, you just kind of slow down. I'm not saying you don't like sex. But Why do they have to yourself. slow down? Why can't they go bang I a band if they want to? Because you're probably feeling as bad as I am about your body and don't want to do anything. Well, apparently they're not, Eddie, because I heard from a bunch of Durannies oh, who man. didn't care for your characterization <laughs> one little bit. So I'm going to throw you to the wolves here. Oh, great. Imagine hearing from uh, Bridget from Long Island, who's oh, a Durani, no, Eddie Pence. No, Yeah, this is what, you have earned this. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Eddie? Like, really, what the fuck is wrong with him? He's talking about Durannies like we're fucking all old, shriveled up fucking hags. Just because we're from that generation, they're older so like you know they're still interested in sex holy shit oh my fucking god talk about fucking sexist comments fucking 90 year old men are still fucking having babies mm -hmm. fucking knocking up their 20 year old girlfriends who are willing to fuck them because they're they have money Go and that's okay but oh my god these older women mm -hmm. who like duran duran because they were from a certain fucking generation yeah. they're fuck that, that, that that's a shock right lmfb right uh, that's not what I meant. Oh, I I beg to differ. Uh, I think words have power, Eddie Pence. Don't, don't cancel me. I think me. you're inciting. You were inciting an insurrection, an uh, intersection, an intersection, interaction, an in, intersection of sexuality. <laughs> you fiend, uh, ladies! I just want you to know, all you Durannies out there. I I do not stand by the statements of the rear admiral. Wow, I just I he's was simply his, trying to tell you about Durannies. He's his own man. I wasn't. You got to stop recording these shows. And then yesterday, Eddie, the stick in the mud, could not get down with mm. wearing a mask that had uh, been smeared all over the body parts of a strange woman and sent to him in the mail. Fucking gross. Stick in the mud, man. Lighten up. Oh. Why are you so uptight, it's man? It's fucking a skid mark on your nose. Who doesn't want a pretty girl to rub a mask all over her ass Me. and then wear it for a while? Me. I think we, I think we all would get behind that. But not you, no. apparently. Uh, Scott listened to that section and had a very specific request. Hey, Ralph, this is Scott Two Star General from Vancouver, Washington. Just had to pause the show. If we could get an audio isolation of Eddie's reaction to the scented masks, that would be phenomenal. Okay. Love you, mean it. Bye. All right, Scott, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, what I did was I took all of Eddie's reactions from our conversation <laughs> about the scented mask. And just uh, put them all together into a supercut. Here's how Eddie feels about scented masks from yesterday's conversation. No. Uh, oh my God. Uh, nope. Uh, what? So awful. <laughs> oh come on! Stop it! Fuck! Asshole! No. Ew. What is wrong with people? No. No. Nope. Gross. We'll walk around. I'm not. No. You fiend. Not smelling skid marks. <laughs> that's, that's Eddie's take on that in a nutshell. So I have Tourette's. Yes. <laughs> Asshole. 
<laughs> nope, 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 asshole. <laughs> Here we go one more time. The Eddie Mask Supercut. Oh. No. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, nope. Uh, what? So awful. <laughs> oh, come on. Stop it. Fuck. Fuck. Asshole. No. Ew. What is wrong with people? No. No. Nope. Gross. We'll walk right. I'm not. No. You fiend. I'm not smelling skid marks. <laughs> Dear God. I do do a lot for the show. You do. That's what I said. Don't undersell your participation. And lastly, you know, we like to kick the show off a little upbeat music to help you get you through your day. We call them our happy hits. Manny called in with his suggestion. If anybody needs a little music to perk up his day, it's Manny. He's down there in Austin, Texas. Oh, Bad Texas is getting beat up with this winter weather. They're not they're not expecting shit like this. New Fuck Orleans, man. too, all Fuck. down there in the deep south. They're it's getting awful. slammed with this polar vortex they've been talking about. Anyway, Manny's sitting there without power just listening to our show, mm. and he had a request. Hey, what's up, Ralph? This is uh, Manny in Austin, two-star general. I am, uh, it's 9.20 a.m., calling here from Austin, uh, We've had about six, seven inches of snow, uh, which has been great, but we've been without power since 6 a.m. Monday, so we've been living colonial times, mm. trying to stay warm out here. We've spent the whole night without power, and uh, so the family's just been bunched up trying to be warm. We just kept thinking about how safe and warm we'd be if we were in L.A., so I was wondering if you could play my happy hit, which is uh, Mama's and Papa's California Dreaming. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Two days without power. That's brutal. Over half an inch, of, uh, half a foot of snow. That's brutal. Huddling together to stay warm in Austin, Texas. And all Manny could think about is uh, L.A. and how <laughs> how we're suffering here. Down in the 40s. Thinking of, oh, I had to put on a sweatshirt, kids. So... Let's not, you know, don't waste all your sympathy on Manny. How about a little something for me, too? Here it is, the mamas and the papas for all you folks who are dreaming of warmer climate. Here's California Dreaming.
So all the Garmy down there in Texas, please watch out. Take care. Yes. I mean, I know the power has been going out and the, the streets, they, they don't have snow plows. Nothing is safe. Yeah, so. I have a friend there whose apartment, he's sending me pictures, the water pipes burst in his apartment. Oh, and so, because the pipes are not used to that yeah, weather. That and stress. Just, the water is coming through his ceiling from mm. the apartment above him. It's Nightmare. crazy. Nightmare. So we're thinking of you guys. We're pulling for you. This too shall pass. The one good thing about weather is eventually yeah. it does change. Thanks to everybody who called in. Truly appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for me to play your call, you have to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, let's take a look and see it, folks. See what? Come on. See it, folks. Cut it out. (laughs) Let's speak. (laughs) Let's take a look and see what folks passed away on this day, February 17th. We like to pay tribute to their lives and their legacies in a segment called Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. February 17th, the year is 1600. Italian friar and scholar Giordano Bruno was burned at the stake by the church at the age of 51. Here's the problem with good old friar Bruno. He was an advocate of the Copernican theory, Eddie Pence. You know about the Copernican theory. Why don't, you, why don't you let everybody know what the Copernican theory is? I think I know this is. one. Okay, all right. This is where the, the Earth is not the center of the universe, right? The, That's you know? right. Yeah. The, uh, the, in our solar system, I knew that one. all the planets revolve around the sun. This was a model developed by Nicholas Copernicus back in 1543, mm-hmm. and Giordano Bruno, being an intelligent man, believed in that theory and was an advocate of it, and the church said... We can't have that, so we're going to... uh, You have to die. We're going to set you on fire because you have thoughts and you have (laughs) ideas and that don't fly. No, it doesn't. With us. So, sorry, Friar Bruno. Uh, In 1673, Moliere. Moliere? Moliere. Okay. You've heard of Moliere, I have heard of Moliere. Famous French playwright. Mm -hmm. Birth name, Jean-Baptiste Polquin. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And he went to Moliere? He what now? He changed it to Moliere? Yes. Oh. He went with the one name, like Cher or Elvis or... 
you know, right. it's cooler to have that one that one name moniker. Well, I guess he was the first, huh? I think he could have been one of them, certainly. <laughs> Died on this day of uh, pulmonary tuberculosis at the age of 51. Oof. Even in his short life, he is known as one of the great playwrights, especially when it comes to comedy. His uh, farces and his satire are still being performed today on stages around the world. Great work by Moliere. What's your favorite play mm. from uh, Moliere, Eddie? What do you, what do you think is the his best work is? Uh, it's either the Slinky went up the stairs. <laughs> sure, because you know how popular Slinkies were in the 1600s was... in France. <laughs> So that's one. Right. What was the other one? Or the cat ate my toothbrush. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, most people would say Tartuffe is Tartuffe, one of his yes, uh, most famous works. third most famous. Or The Misanthrope, of course. Never uh, heard of that one. Two great plays. 1688, Reverend James Renwick, excuse me, Renwick, was hanged. A lot of guys die in, at the hands of the church, by the way. Hmm. Uh, Reverend James Renwick was hanged in Scotland for being a Presbyterian. And at the time, King James was a, a hardcore Catholic and so you couldn't have that. You no. couldn't have a, a reverend be looking at another religion. No. No. You have to die. You got to die. 1890, Christopher Latham Shoals, American newspaper man and inventor, died at the age of 71, also of tuberculosis. A lot of tuberculosis in mm. today's show, too. Uh, but his real achievement was he invented a little something we like to call the typewriter. Oh, that's handy. He invented the QWERTY keyboard, as it's known. Is that the keyboard we use today? It is. We still use the QWERTY keyboard to this day, okay. thanks to him. 1924, Henry Bacon, American architect responsible for the Lincoln Memorial, died at the age of 57. That is one of my favorite structures in America. It's pretty cool. The Lincoln Memorial. It's pretty cool. It's a stunning piece of work. So uh, They need to fix the reflecting pond, though, because it fucking there's like some green algae in that thing. It's, it doesn't, oh, really? It's not clear anymore. It's I haven't just, seen the reflecting pool in some time. It's a, it's a fucking shithole now. Why don't they clean it? I don't. I think they tried to, but they can't get whatever algae's in there out, so it just looks like this green, murky water. Why don't they put in a bunch of uh, fishies yeah, that eat I, algae? They should, because well, people would walk in it and kill the fish, because mm. people get in the thing. Well, put the fish in, <laughs> let them eat the algae. And then scoop up all the fish and pull them out. Let's just fence it. They just need to fence it all off, like they're doing with the Capitol. <laughs> just, we just need to live in a, just a <laughs> lockdown society where no one can go anywhere and ruin anything Pretty anymore. Because we can't take care of shit. On this day in 1970, Alfred Newman, famous American composer, died at the age of 69. Known for his work composing movie scores, he scored over 200 motion pictures in his career. Damn. Here's just some of them. Wuthering Heights, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Mark of Zorro, How Green Was My Valley, All About Eve, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, Anastasia, The Diary of Anne Frank, How the West Was Won, The Greatest Story Ever Told, Airport. Damn. He was nominated or won Academy Awards for all of those films, really? by the way. One of the most nominated people in the, in the history of movies. Fuck. However, his best known piece of music was not in a movie. Hmm. His best known piece of music came always before the movie. course the 20th century fox fanfare yeah. that you see with the crossing click yes. lights and everything and that, that always reminds me of star wars even though disney owns star wars now those that little tune will always remind me right because that was the last music you heard before the right. crawl started right, right? Bang. so good yeah 
1982, Lee Strasberg, acting, coach, mentor, genius, and actor himself, died at the age of 80. All Lee Strasberg did really was change acting forever. Yeah. He was the the biggest proponent of the method school of acting. Yeah, it's going from actors. inside out. Yes. Started the uh the studio as it was known in New York and then also went west and the, here's some of the, t- the 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 actors he taught over generations. Anne Bancroft was a student, Dustin Hoffman, Montgomery Clift, James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, Jane Fonda, Julie Harris, Paul Newman, Ellen Burstyn, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Geraldine Page, Eli Wallach, directors Frank Perry and Elia Kazan, just some of his students mm. over the years. Damn. And he was a hell of an actor himself. He was nominated for a supporting actor Academy Award for his work in Godfather 2. He played the gangster Hyman Roth, yeah. the aging Jewish gangster that Michael Corleone has to go up against. Here's a little bit of him and Pacino acting their asses off from Godfather 2. So when he turned up dead... I let it go. And I said to myself, this is the business we've chosen. I didn't ask who gave the order because it had nothing to do with business. He's dying in this movie and that little tick he has is just, you you feel like you're watching a sick man on screen. I mean, he just, he was amazing. 1982 also was the death of Thelonious Monk, one of my favorite jazz artists. He was an American jazz pianist and composer, did such great work, died of a stroke at the age of 64. Here's a little bit of one of my favorite albums of Thelo- the- the- mm. the, uh, Theologian. <laughs> Thelonious, Thelonious. Thelonious Monk. Funk. Monk. Monk. Working with the great John Coltrane together. So much like me when I play sax. Does it? It's very, very You're similar already that tone. Good. Similar tone. You're yeah. already that good. Very similar wow. tone. Yeah. It's impressive. Uh, Randy Schultz died on this day in 1994. He was an American journalist. He died of complications from AIDS at the age of 41. Famously wrote the book in 1987, and the band played on, chronicling oh. the history of the AIDS epidemic. Very controversial book at the time, but it was, it was you have to remember, in the, there was a time in the 80s where people weren't even talking about this disease. Yeah. And yeah. entire generations of men were, were dying from it. And the, the Reagan administration was turning a blind eye. It was a true medical yeah. crisis in this They country. told us, it like, it's a gay disease. It's how, let's just bury it and not talk about it and it'll go away. And his book really uh, yeah. ripped the lid off of that subject matter. So uh, impressive work. Also on this day, Dan O'Herlihy died. Great Irish character actor. He was in Twin Peaks. He was great in that. Robocop, Failsafe. But most people probably know him from The Last Starfighter. Do you remember that movie, yeah, Last I Starfighter? I love that film. He played uh, Grig in that. Yeah. He's the uh, iguana-looking dude who's sort of his uh, navigator yeah. in the ship. Here's a little bit of Dan O'Herlihy's work. Yes, one gun star against the Armada. I've always wanted to fight a desperate battle against incredible odds. Oh, hear that laugh. <laughs> Bill Calsill of the band The Calsills died on this day in 2006 at the age of 58. Then I did she could make me happy. happy. 
And speaking of Twin Peaks, Warren Frost, another great American character actor, died on this day in 2017 at the age of 91. He played Dr. Hayward, if you remember him from uh, Twin Peaks. He was the dad of Donna Hayward. He's the the one who who identifies the body of Laura Palmer oh, yeah, when yeah, she yeah. washes up on the shore yeah. there with the uh, uh, Sheriff Harry Truman. Good Lord, Laura. hear that music i want to go back and watch that show all over again. i just want to play that music and lay in a dark room no you don't yes, do. you'll be visited by a backwards talking <laughs> little want, person i want that yes things are going to be he's got the answers you don't want that guy I walking do. around you got the red curtain <laughs> scared the shit out of me that show you going by your head like what What's he saying? <laughs> Terrified me. All right. You know what we do at this point? We take a look at a food related to someone who passed away on this day. And we run it past Eddie Pence. Let's see if it's something he's willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass and pull out. <laughs> <laughs> the way we do that is to talk about the food. And then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means, yep, Eddie is eating it. However, if... Those reels are mismatched. <laughs> Eddie's going to pass. It's very sad. On this day in 1909, Eddie Pence. Okay. Geronimo died. Oh, we heard of him. Geronimo died at the age of 79. Jumping out of a plane, right? Yelling his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Geronimo was a legendary Apache chief and warrior. Yes. Perhaps yes, the most powerful of all the Native American leaders who battled not only Americans, Americans, Whitey, <laughs> they were the Americans, American. uh, Whitey here yes. in, the, uh, in the United States, but also battled the Mexicans as well. He, he, fought, he fought everybody and was a fierce, fierce warrior. Um, his, his given name was Goyhalca. Goyhalka. Goyhalkla. Goyhalkla, which Goy. means the one who yawns. That's what it means? Yes. <laughs> Goyhalkla. Okay. But he earned the nickname Geronimo from the Mexicans because he was such a fierce fighter and put such fear into Mexican soldiers. They would often invoke the Catholic Saint Jerome or mm. Jeromo. Jeromo. And uh, so Geronimo became his nickname because well, he scared him. Okay. And as you mentioned, yes, that they, they do uh, they do yell Geronimo when they jump out of planes. <laughs> the U.S. paratroopers still to this day yell Geronimo. <laughs> you know the story behind that one? I do not. When the guys were training to skydive into battle in the 1940s during the Second World War, mm -hmm. one particular private named Aubrey Eberhardt was boasting that he wasn't afraid to jump. And the other soldiers were scared to death because they were only there were, this prior to this. Yeah, there this was, is a fairly new thing. This parachuting into a war zone was not a thing most guys were familiar with. They didn't cover that at basic no, training. It's pretty terrifying. And so the other soldiers said, "You're going to be so scared, you won't even remember your own name." And he said, "All right, I'm going to tell you how brave I am. When I'm jumping out of the plane, I'm going to yell Geronimo loud so you know that my wits are about me and I'm brave going into war." Wow. He was going to call up the name of one of the great warriors. And so he did it. He called, he yelled Geronimo as he went out the door of the plane. Huh. And that became the calling card of the U.S. paratroopers. Well, that's a pretty cool Army. story. So there you go. But let's talk about his food, shall we? Geronimo, of course, being Apache. He who yawns. He who yawns. Uh, the Apache tribe people were 
hunters and gatherers. They did not grow food. Mm -hmm. It's not the way they operated. So they would hunt buffalo and deer and antelope while the women gathered nuts, seeds, fruits from the environment around them. Now, they did like maize. They would get corn either by stealing it when they would um, capture a pueblo or a, or a town. They would take the take yep. the corn or they would trade for it. But they had very specific f- rules about what they would and wouldn't eat, Eddie Pence. Okay. Like me. Yes. Very much like you. <laughs> I'm You're, an Apache. You could be an Apache. <laughs> for example, no fish, fish, in the morning. fish were plentiful. Right. But they would not eat fish. Really? They would not eat anything that ate bugs, <laughs> anything that was scaly. Anything that was slimy or anything that lived in water. I like these people. The Apache passed on all that food. No aquatic foods. It was taboo for them. Hmm. They would not eat anything that ate any of those things. Oh, really? Like a bear. They wouldn't eat a bear because bears eat fish. Yes, exactly. And fish eat bugs and worms. And they said, it's no, they don't like that food chain. So they didn't eat bears. They didn't eat dogs. They didn't eat pigs or fish because those things all ate nasty things. Right. And they didn't want any part of those nasty things in their bodies. Well, so they just ate vegetarians. Like yes. buff- buffalo. Yes, ate, things yeah. that grazed, right. basically. But they also ate plants and seeds and fruit. And interesting, they would eat mules after they were no longer had usefulness in terms of Oh, they of kill their the old mule and eat it. Yes. Wow. They would eat field mice. Ew. Because they eat grain right. and plants largely. And lastly, today's food, Ew. they would eat rats, Eddie Pence. They were happy to roast a rat, roast a rat. and eat the rat. So today's food <laughs> is rat meat. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat or not? Is he a true Apache? <laughs> is he as brave as Geronimo? Let's find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One rat, two rats, three. They need some new rules. This should definitely be a rat rule when it comes to food. What difference is a rat? You'd eat a rat. Of course. Really? It's just meat. Mm. What's the difference between a rat and a rabbit? I don't. Or a fox or anything else? Because it's a rat. I've established that, I, I know, think, it's early on in the conversation. A rat or a mouse, I don't think. See, this is your I mind I would have to be again. really hungry. This is your mind again. Like starving. Fucking with you. Because it, it's it's got flesh on it. It's got muscle just like any other meat that we eat. It just seems dirty. Well, you it's wash dirty it first. Rat. You strip it of its fur, and then you, yeah, you just, grill it on the open fire. It seems unclean. Like it, it's eating shit that you don't want to eat. What is it eating? I don't know. I don't know what a rat eats. Grain, but it mostly. Seem right. They eat grains. Mm. I don't think I could eat a rat. Oh, my God. You're I, not sitting down. <laughs> With the rest of the tribe, no. I'm going to be sitting I'll there start my own tribe. to the right of Geronimo. We're going to be we're going to be in a sweat lodge, getting visions from the great spirits, and you're going to be like, "No, not me. You have any chick nugs, Geronimo? <laughs> would you would you rather eat a fish or a rat? You'd rather eat fish. You had a choice. There was two plates, one with a fish on it, and one with a rat on it. You go, I'll give me the fish. I got, but then I got to, I got to scale the fish. I got to gut right. the fish. I got to put the, I mean, I could probably get more food off a nice size rat oh. than I could a fish. Oh. Mm. I don't think you're supposed to eat rats. There's no supposed to. There's so. no rules. I don't think that was the plan from <laughs> Schmizzlebozzle, whoever the fuck his name is. The guy that brought us back. Fazzle Boozle. Quetzalcoatl. He didn't want us eating rats. He's a serpent. He wants all the rats for himself. My God. (laughs) You are no Apache. (laughs) And that's it for today's Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. 
All righty, let's take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Hey, do you have a uh, a Cara Dune action figure? I do. I have two of them. You better hold on to them. I have one in the box and one out of the box. You're a lucky man. I know. Keep it because apparently it's going to be a collector's yep. item. Hasbro has announced they are discontinuing the Cara Dune, the Mandalorian action figure. After Gina Carano's social media controversy and firing from Lucasfilms, they have no plans to create any more Cara Dune figures. That seems weird to me. It does to me, too. Because it's a character in a fictional story. It's That's a fictional character in a thinking. fictional story. If you're a Star Wars fan, that character didn't do anything no. wrong. The actress who played that role ran afoul of the, of the, the Disney people. But, right. But the character still holds yeah, up. It's still part of the story. You can't erase her from the, 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 the myth that you've created with the Mandalorian. Right? It doesn't make... That seems a, a step too far. If to you me. can still get Jar Jar Binks merch... <laughs> And you can. They, Hasbro just released a Jar Jar Binks action figure. Then you should be able to get Cara Dune. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side with this. However, sense. it makes it good news for you because yeah. then your Cara Dune goes up in value. Well, let's hope so. I do too. This will probably be a collector's item too. Kendall Jenner has just announced she's launching her own tequila line, Eddie Pence. Really? Yes, finally. The, uh, the Kardashian family has found a way to put their name <laughs> on a product. I'm glad they're going to be able to make a little scratch by selling something with their face or name yeah, on it. they can turn a dime. It'll be good for them. Fucking family. <laughs> I want to just drone strike that whole fucking compound. The new tequila is called 818. Ugh. Because that's the area code up there in Calabasas where they all live. In that hive of scum and villainy. Why can't we cancel them? Right? They deserve to be canceled so much. Really, they for do. For poisoning... Society. Yeah. They started all this. Them and Paris Hilton started all this. So uh, Kendall says she can't wait for everyone to taste it. <laughs> Some tequila someone else made, she put her name no, on No, Eddie. She's been test taste oh. tasting this herself. This is her concoction. Oh, she's good. been working side by side mm. with uh, brewers to, or, or vintners or who makes tequila? Distillers? Tequi Tequilers. Distillers. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> She's she's she is she's looked at the agave plants herself. She's oh, has really she? hands on with this with this booze. Oh, that's a dandelion. So I'm sure it better taste like piss. Fuck this family and everything that they do. Here's another bad idea. Hmm. This guy, Chris Rowan of New York, he has announced he's opening a B and B. Well, not a B and B. It's more of an Airbnb. Really, you can spend the night or a couple days, I guess, if you want. Yeah. In the house. That was used as the home for Buffalo Bill, the serial killer from Silence of the Lambs. Oh. The fictional house was a real house when they shot it there in Periopolis, Pennsylvania. Recently sold after hitting the market back in October for around 300 k So this guy bought it, and he's planning on giving it a complete makeover, making it look exactly <laughs> like it did in the movie. So they shot the interiors in that house too, not just the exterior? I don't know about that, but he's going to take the interiors and make it, and make it look like it did in the film. So I'm not sure whether they shot there or not, but he's going to uh, go back and look at hmm. the set pieces and make it look just he's like put that. the basement and the well and You all got that it, Eddie Pence. Mm. There will be a replica well, just like in the movie, in the basement of this house. Who the fuck... Wants to spend the night <laughs> in know. the Buffalo Bill. House. Really don't know. Really don't know. It puts the towel on the rack, or else it gets the lotion again. Whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Sounds like he's related to Roland. <laughs> I wonder if Roland is related to Buffalo Bill. Is she a great big fat person? 
So I know, don't do stop it. Make me a place where I want to stay. Yeah, there's no real history there. It's just some house they used to shoot a movie in. Yeah, but it's still iconic. When you see the outside of the house, you absolutely recognize it. But it's not like the Stanley Hotel from The Shining. Where that place is actually but this supposedly is not really common. I mean, they no. they did with the Christmas Story house. They, they bought that house and they made it the uh, museum That's and gift true. shop. So That's true. people like uh, to see stuff they see, saw I in guess. movies. But I don't want to sleep in the Buffalo no, Bill house. I do not either. And then you got some chick walking around with those night vision goggles <laughs> in the middle of the night. I don't want to run into her. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Hey, this is uh, proof positive that Michael Jackson was a dick. What? Lou Ferrigno Jr. is an actor now, if you know that or not. I didn't know that. He's on the TV series SWAT. Oh, good for him. And he's going to be in a uh, movie relatively soon. Good looking, kid. He says, by the way, uh, he was not always this uh, fit and attractive when he was a kid. He said, I was about 5'7", 195 pounds. Not huge, but getting there. And my dad's friends, fitness friends, would look at me and go, this is your son? Oh, my because God. Because he, uh, he was a chubby little kid. Right. Yeah. Oh, poor kid. Right? Oh, and your dad's the Hulk. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot to live up to. It's a big shadow, literally, Fuck. that you're going to be in. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lou Frigno Jr. is telling stories about how his dad, Lou, was friends with Michael Jackson. Hmm. And he said often at the house, one of Michael Jackson's favorite activities was to call up Lou uh, as a practical joke. I, he would play pranks on my dad. The 36-year-old actor says he would call my dad and be like, hey, I'm looking for Omar. And then my dad would be, huh, who is this? I'm looking for Omar. And then my dad, who isn't great on the phone, would end up yelling at him, who's Omar? Yeah, Lou Frigno can't hear. Right, he's got a hearing impairment. So maybe your prank of calling him on the phone and doing funny voices is not the, the most jovial prank you can pull on a guy with a hearing disability. Oh. What a dick Michael Jackson is. I guess. I mean, they're kind of buddies, though. Can... He's deaf. How proud of yourself can you feel if you pull one over on Lou Ferrigno on the phone? It's like, hey, Lou, it's Jefferson. What? Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. what? Well, then I can't hear you. Can you Lewis, pe- could you not say anything? Could you speak up? I can't hear you. Oh, I'm still having a hard time figuring out what you're saying. It's happening. Are you proud of yourself with that gag? <laughs> It was kind of fun. I'm looking for I'm looking for Omar. Hee hee. Looking for Omar. And and who know Omar? You want to listen to that for 20 minutes? Uh, I want to listen to you doing Lou Ferrigno for 20. Oh my God. <laughs> Michael Jackson was a dick. Oh well, he got his. He sure did. <laughs> and a couple others, people's too. Oh my God. Let's take a look at today's celebrity <laughs> birthdays. All these stars born on February 17th. First of all, as we mentioned. Tracy Pence celebrates yes, happy her birthday, birthday today. You. She is uh, 22? Is 23. 23. 23. Wow, she really yeah. is growing up She's in front not. of our eyes. Crazy. <laughs> Singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran is celebrating a birthday today. That's going to make Steve happy. Oh, no. He's 30 today. The big 3-0, Ed He's Sheeran. He's only 30? Yeah, he's been, Fuck. he's been rich and famous forever, pretty God. much. And with music like this, it, 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 it's no surprise. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. My heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. Oh, fucking hell is that awful. Fucking garbage. Dame Edna, comedian Dame Edna. Barry Humphreys, of course, Australian comedian, is 87 years old. Mm. Renee Russo, lovely and talented actress, is 67. I worked with her in Two for the Money. Oh, nice. Her husband wrote that, that film. Richard Karn from Home Improvement is 65. Michael Bay, director extraordinaire. 
I guess. Is 57. Guitarist Tim Mahoney of 311 is 51 today. Beautiful disaster. Lou Diamond Phillips, La Bamba himself, mm. is 59 years old. Larry the Cable Guy, your buddy, Eddie Pence. My buddy. Get her done. Get her done. Isn't he from uh, Washington? Is he from your part of the I don't of the think world? he's from Virginia. He may be. I don't even know. Uh, he's 58. Dominic Purcell from Prison Break and uh, Legends of Tomorrow, 51. Denise Richards, world's worst Bond girl. <laughs> Dr. Christmas Jones, 50 years old. Singer guitarist Billy Armstrong of Green Day is 49. Actor Jerry O'Connell is 47. Genuinely nice guy, Jerry. Have is you he? ever met him? I've never met him. He's such a good dude. Jason Ritter. Son of John, an actor in his own right, is 41. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 40 years old today. Just seems like yesterday I was watching him as a little kid on Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Crazy. Paris Hilton is 40. Ugh. Right? She's How come she doesn't have a tequila? She's <laughs> awful, too. And drummer Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters is 49. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But we're not done with entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We're going to check in across the pond with our UK correspondent. It's time for Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph, you're so wholesome. You make Josh Groban look like Josh Hawley. <laughs> Ooh, political. <laughs> hey, two words for you before we get into it. Yeah. Titty fucking champagne. <laughs> I don't know about rude Ziggy comic strips. I think we should have an Edwin comic strip, right? With him in uh, like a backwards baseball cap, an Avengers t-shirt, no pants, spouting sophomoric bon mots, right? We could call it the world according to Edwin. You know, you know, that's how we get the hashtag Eddie everywhere going. Have you seen that on Twitter, Eddie everywhere? Yes. <laughs> Do we really need titty champagne everywhere? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think we're so fucked as society. Do we need titty champagne everywhere? You know what I mean? Because the way I I think about it at least on the show being with you every day he's contained isn't he <laughs> yes the show acts like a secure facility for him in some ways <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> a secure mental facility I, as you americans would say i can't even titty champagne i can't fucking even hey listen simon Pegg is in the news i love simon Pegg. Me too. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's Amazon Prime video series, Truth Seekers, has been cancelled after one series or season, as you would say in America, and so do some British people, but they're wrong. <laughs> now, the comedy show, which premiered last year, follows a team of paranormal investigators who share their findings online. Now, uh, sadly, 
uh, Truth Seekers will not be returning for a second series. Nick Frost began. He said that in an Instagram video, which has since been removed. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Mm. He said, Truth Seekers has not been renewed, which is a massive kick in the willy for me. Uh, we really put our all into this, our heart and soul and blood at some ca- in some cases. So to not come back is really sad for us. It's a shame, he continued. I think we had lots of lovely ghost stories to tell, stories that will remain now untold. If you like the show, thank you. I really appreciate your support. And if you didn't, are you happy now? Happy now? Which I think is great, Nick Frost. Now, Frost starred, of course... Um, uh, in the in the in the show, in the lead role of Gus Roberts, and co-wrote the show with uh, Simon Pegg alongside alongside Nat Saunders and James Serafinowitz, brother of Peter. Hmm, I love those. Peter Serafinowitz, that is. Yeah, uh, to clue in the name. Truth Seekers apparently pastiches uh, Ghostbusters. I didn't. I didn't see it myself. Did you, Ralph? I did. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Was it good? Was it funny? I wish I, it had more Peg though. He just kind of played a. Uh, a very supporting role. It was mostly Nick Frost, who I love, but I would have I yeah. loved those guys together. Me too. Um, I think I'll go back and watch it because, like, like you, I love those two together. I fell in love with them on the TV show Spaced. Did you watch that when it was Indeed, out? yeah, sure. <sighs> Fucking love that so much. And let's end this, this segment today, Ralph, as we always do on a Wednesday, with some sex news. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing at all. Sussex news. Mm. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex, which actually sounds like a contraction of the word suspicious sex, if you think about it, isn't it? Sussex. <laughs> yes. A rare, suspicious sex, a rare and unreleased Elvis song. Now, um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are to give their first televised interview since walking away from the royal duties. Uh, have you seen this uh, reported online? No. Any guesses who they're going to be speaking to? Who's the interviewer? Uh, See, uh, who typically does these kind of things, you know, big stars, Oprah, controversial Jimmy Fallon. No, you're right. <laughs> Can you imagine Jimmy <laughs> Fallon? Fucking hell. No, uh, it is, of course, going to be Oprah Winfrey. It's a two part primetime special due to be aired by CBS on the 7th of March. So set your alarm for that, Ralph. I will. The sit-down chat will begin with the Duchess talking about uh, everything from stepping into life as as a royal, their marriage, motherhood, her philanthropic work, um, and to how she's handling life under the intense public scrutiny. Um, Now, apparently, Harry will join them later uh, with his wife, of course, to answer questions about their move to the US and their hopes for the future. Can you see how that works, Ralph? It's all about her to start off with. (laughs) And then he pops in at the end. She has that motherfucker absolutely under her stilettos. Um, Now, it's going to be uh, just a few weeks before the one-year anniversary of the couple ending their roles as senior roles on the 31st of March. Uh, before that date, the Queen is expected apparently to review Harry's honorary military titles. Listen to these, right? Here's some of his honorary titles. Captain General of the Royal Marines. Yeah, quite a good one. Mm. Honorary Air Force Commandant of the Royal Air Force Base, Honington. Mm. Not so good. And what about this one? The Honorary Com- uh, Commodore-in-Chief of the Royal Naval Command Small Ships and Diving Unit. <laughs> Just Fucking the small hell. ships. Yeah, that's a shitty one, isn't it? I feel, I feel, you know, I should have a title, Ralph. I agree. Edwin is the rear admiral. Obviously, I've not got one. So I don't know. Maybe I could be, oh, I don't know, off the top of my head, Chief Knight Viceroy Commander of the Royal Scouse Order of Noble Garter. <laughs> Something it. like that. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. But the announcement was made, of course, a day after the couple confirmed 
they're expecting their second child. Oh, yeah. I, oh my, I'm so taken aback. I can't wait to read all about her pregnancy and uh, see the 15-part Netflix, Netflix portrait and Instagram post hawking various free shit she will be sent. Do you know, I hope they go for, because they're in California now, I hope they go for a proper, like, California name, like fucking Breeze <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Dakota. Lane. Yeah, Dakota Blaine, something like that. Uh, Van Eyes, maybe, I don't know. Um, or something more traditional, you know, um, I don't know, Adolf for him. That would be something. Or for her, I don't know, attention-seeking, vapid fame, hungry void. That could be something. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. As you know, I'm deeply religious um, and follow all of the practices of the Christian faith. So as it's Ash Wednesday, I'm going to be practicing abstinence for Lent. Yeah, that's right. I'm giving up masturbating. Wow. I haven't, I haven't finished. I'm giving up masturbating to Albanian female window cleaners who masturbate onto G.I. Joes with an arm missing. <laughs> Very niche. Well, well, look, the G.I. Joes have an arm missing, not the window cleaners. Oh, I'm, not a fucking, I'm not a fucking sicko. Anyway, I'll talk to you again on Friday. Steve will be returning with us on Friday for another UK update and to join us on the video vault. I was thinking this week, yeah. given my hard-on for Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> okay. Have you watched it yet? I have not seen God it. God damn it. I'm going to see it probably this weekend. This week or this weekend. You I never see. do what I tell you to do. There's so many things I tell you to watch. And you go, I, can't. I, I, just, I watch Mandalorian again. I told you, I I have to, Colton is watching Psych relentlessly. Oh, that's right. So I got to get through the eight Psych. seasons of Psych, and then I'll be able to watch other things. All right. But it's good. Psych's awesome. Given my uh, excitement over Willy's Wonderland, yes. I was thinking maybe we do uh, Nick Cage movies. <gasps> oh, week. yeah. Let's do Nick Cage let's movies. Let's do Nick Cage movies. Might, once again, put Steve at a disadvantage. Right. But he must have worked in England doing something he at some worked, He point. makes a movie every, right. every 33 days. He's made <laughs> movies literally around the world. So, so there should be plenty to choose from. <laughs> so I think that's going to be this week's uh, this week's video vault. Meanwhile, today is not Friday. Today is Wednesday, which means it's time for a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one-hit wonder comes from an artist from Atlanta, Georgia. He cultivated an interest in music in his days at Clarkson High School there in Clarkston, Georgia. And he loved music, but he also had planned to get into a career in the military. So he ended up telling, attending the University of North Georgia on an Army ROTC scholarship. And it was then, when he was in college, after he'd already signed the contract, that he decided he didn't want to be in the military. He wanted to be a singer-songwriter. <laughs> well, he had an obligation, and so... He did enter the U.S. Army Reserve, ended up being a first lieutenant before he fulfilled his obligation and was able to resign from the Army. And that's when he got into music full time. His critical breakthrough came in 1998. That's when he had a smash hit song. The artist's name is Sean Mullins. Hi, Ralph. This is Rudy, one-star general from Lakewood. And I wanted to make a request for One Hit Wonder Wednesday, Lullaby by Sean Mullins. I heard it in passing the other day, and I thought it was a kind of weird song to have been a hit. He was basically talking in the verses and then sings the chorus, and I don't think we ever heard another song from him again. So I guess that makes it a viable candidate for One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Okay, love you. Mean it. Bye. Great call, Rudy. I remember loving this song when it was on the radio yeah, it was in 1998. A, a lot. It was. And it was unique because, as Rudy mentioned, he sort of speaks the verses yeah. and then would sing the chorus yeah. and it almost had like a 
like a Lou Reed quality. Yes, it did. Yes. Or that goddamn sunscreen song, you know? <laughs> that's what I would, that's, I always thought of the sunscreen song when I thought of this song. It was very cool, yeah. though. Uh, the song was off of his fourth studio album. It took, it took uh, Sean Mullins four albums to finally have a hit in 1998. And it was certainly his most successful song to date. It reached number one on the U.S. Billboard charts. Um, Number nine on the Billboard Rock Charts. It was number nine in the UK. Number five in Australia. Crikey. That's, oh, a, that's a good God song. damn it. We got to shoot that up the charts, mate. Stop. They said. Stop. And then it was number two in Canada. Largely pushed by the video. If you remember the video, uh, Dominique, Dominique Swain, who is a beautiful actress, she starred in the video. And the premise was basically... A girl who had been raised in privilege in Hollywood. Her parents were involved in show business, and she had this emptiness inside of her that her soul was not being fed, and she dreamed of another life. Yeah. The song is really outstanding. It's called Lullaby by Sean Mullins. Here it is, today's One Hit Wonder. She grew up with the children of the stars. Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard Her parents threw big parties Everyone was there They hung out with folks like Dennis Hopper and Bob Seger and Sonny and Cher She feels safe now in this bar on Fairfax on the stage, I can tell that she can't let go and she can't relax. And just before she hangs her head to cry, I sing to her a lullaby. I sing song sounds like the 90s it does it? it does yeah he had a couple other minor hits most of them because they were featured on hit tv shows he had a song called all in my head that was featured on scrubs that did pretty well another one called shimmer that was included on the soundtrack for dawson's creek that was a minor hit but he really was never able to come back and achieve the kind of success he did with lullaby interestingly enough in the early 2000s he formed kind of a super group of one hit wonder artists it was called the thorns it was him and Matthew Sweet, who had a hit song called Girlfriend, mm -hmm. that one off. And then Pete Droge, who had the song If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself, yeah. which was another sort of minor hit. It's on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. So the three of them got together and combined their one-hit wonder powers. <laughs> That's a great idea. One-hit wonder twins activate. <laughs> and uh, they, they formed a band called The Thorns with not much success, yeah. but I bet they could commiserate and <laughs> prop each other up. One day you're going to get another hit, pal. <laughs> That's Sean Mullins with one of my favorite songs from the 90s, Lullaby, on today's One Hit Wonders. It's a one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. It is common. So common, we talk about it every week, Tom <laughs> Hanks. All right, that's it for today's show, kids. Come on back tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be fun.
you know, because we're going to get sexy. Ooh. Yeah, Ralph Sex University tomorrow where we take a look at an aspect of human sexuality and we dive deep in it and then we roll around in it. And wipe ourselves off. Wipe ourselves off and then maybe go back for some more. <laughs> also, more entertainment news, more of your phone calls, more on Eddie's shin and prostate. <laughs> And more Ziggy tomorrow as well, Oh, yes, too. definitely more Ziggy. So come on back and join us. But in order to do that, you're going to have to try to stay safe. So if you can. Stay the fuck at home. Especially if you're in Texas, by the way. Yeah. Stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands real good. Sanitize. Stay good in the hood. A little distance wouldn't hurt. Stay sweet at six feet. Because, kids. Life is life. And you got to protect yours. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 